Thanks for being on our um, interview today, Lindsay. I'm really glad that you're here. And I just want to welcome you because I really value um, having this great conversation today. So welcome to our podcast, Zoominar. I call it Zoominar. It's like webinar interview. Super cute. No, I'm thrilled to be here and I'm loving what you're doing and the industry needs this. So anything I can do to help, I am happy to be a part of. So thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, no problem. So I for, I did hear your interview with Daniel Mason Jones and it was so powerful and so great. And obviously, I mean, I love that you are, I call you a badass. You're like, you're doing all the things that people dream about doing in our industry, right? And I, I remember I first saw you, um, I really saw you on stage at the last um, rack before the lockdown and all that stuff. And you were just unbelievable. And I remember seeing you at this education event for us artists and thinking, oh my gosh, how does this girl is, she is doing all the things. So anyway, I just thought it'd be really fun to have you on this program and um, hear more about you and what you're doing. And also, you know, any advice you have for new stylists that are entering the world of cosmetology, right? So um so you're in Chicago and you've been doing hair for um, probably over 18 years or so. But mm-hmm. when I love asking this question to, to, to people, um, artists and, uh, you know, people who have kind of walked to the other side, so to speak, of success. But what advice would you give to new stylists today? Like maybe your top three things that would help a new stylist um, who is entering the world today in this whole new environment? Uh, this is, I mean, this is a great question. And I have, first I have to say, I love our industry. So if you're a new stylist, just know that you are, a, you are entering a world of like endless possibilities from being with an incredible team at a salon to being part of brands of education, to meeting people all over the world and traveling the world. Like there's so much that you can do with this industry. So number one, know that the options are endless and just it's like, it's ridiculous. And it's more than I think I could have ever imagined when I first started doing hair. So I started, um, I started working in salons when I was 16 as like a shampoo tech. Um, so then I've been doing hair for a little over 18 years. And if I were to give advice to somebody, especially like if you're newer, like the first three years, it's like, number one is just take as many classes as possible. And I, I know that might sound so cliche coming from an educator, but being a part of education is what has completely changed my life. And it's not just because of being an educator. It's about meeting people all over the world and just being influenced and collaborating with people. So take as many classes as possible is number one. Number two, I would say is be confident in you and your style. <clears throat> people want you for what you are. And I know with social media, it's very challenging to like focus in on that. And I think especially in the beginning, I totally struggle with that because you just see what everybody else is doing and you're trying to learn it. So you're trying to do it like everybody else. But in the midst of trying to do what everybody else is doing, try to find whatever it is that's like that, that you really find beautiful because that's what people are going to come to you for is the way that you personally do things. It's the way they'll, they'll book you for behind the chair work or photo shoots or whatever. It's like your personal style goes a very long way. So as much as it might be intimidating, try to like find whatever it is of that and own it um, would be the other thing. And then the last but not least, because I have a lot that I would say is try to get involved with as many other projects as you possibly can. I work behind the chair. I always want to work behind the chair, but I'm a part of several different brands. I have my own brand. I do photo shoots, fashion weeks, and all those experiences outside the salon are what made me better in the salon. So you, there might be a point where you might feel like you're getting burned out or frustrated, 
it's not that you have to leave the business. You just have to find different places to get inspiration and being a part of photo shoots and different teams once in a while totally ignites you so that you stay energized and inspired. And it just gives you a little, little point of difference too. And it'll excite your guests too that you do things. So try to get involved with like other little projects that then turn into big things to help you as a salon professional. I love that. So you think even stylists that are... um you know, a newer stylist, maybe they've been in the business two years, three years, whatever. If they start to get burnout, like it, it, that's a real thing. You know, people talk about it, but it is a real thing. You get bored, you get stuck. So I love that advice of getting involved in other projects, right? Yes. And um, there's a lot of different ways that you could do that. Cause like I know if you're two or three years in, you're like, I don't even know where to begin. And it might be taking, and it's not because I have a class, but it's something that changed my life is before I started doing my own photo shoots, I took photo shoot classes because I had no idea where to begin. And even just that experience to work with another team, then I learned how to do it all from there. I love that. So good. So good. Okay. That's that's like so valuable right there. I'm, I'm like still like thinking about processing all the stuff you just said. It was so great. Um, thank goodness we can record and rewind stuff. I know. <laughs> I, I, you know, well, 18 years and I started working since I was 16. I, there's a lot that I would love to help anybody, which is why I love that you're doing this. This is why... I dedicate so much of my time in education because it's literally all I want to do is help as much as I possibly can. And sometimes it's crazy what something that might be so simple to me and you, it really could be the biggest impact. And I know I've been there. I've been, you know, like frustrated or scared or intimidated and didn't know. And I've changed salons. I've been in instances where I didn't feel so confident. It's like, if I can just give a little bit of my pain to somebody else to take it away, I'm going to do that because I've been through a lot of it and you know, you don't know what you don't know. So just want to help as much as I possibly can. And I know what it's like to work behind the chair and I know it's like to feel like, is this the right place for me? And, you know, even now, 18 years in working with two, three brands, I still love working behind the chair, but I just need all the other things too. Yes. I love that. So you've got um, a really great uh, portfolio of expertise, right? So you are the texture. I, you're like one of the texture queens. You and Jamal Edwards. Jamal is um, from Mizani, for those of you who don't know who Jamal is. And you guys are just amazing curl specialists, texture hair, and um, all those fun new things, you know, that have gotten so popular lately. So I just love that you teach to a lot of curl textures and your techniques and even, and I use them and I Teach other mm-hmm. people your techniques. The um, what's the one? The flipping with foliage, foliage and flipping. Foliage. Yeah, yeah. Flippiage is what I end up I calling. <laughs> I forget the name of it, but it's just great. And you, uh, being a Redken artist and a design, um, a specialist, I know that you just got off of a live streaming. I think it was probably streaming worldwide with mm-hmm. the Sambia team because you're part of the pro team with Sambia, an amb- mm-hmm. Sambia ambassador. So I know those mannequins behind you, I saw this morning when you were streaming and you were designing for bridal. Um, you do have a bridal program coming up in March, on March 13th, where you work one-on-one in a small group in Chicago, right? For people who are interested in learning more about photo shoots and fashion mm-hmm. work and kind of that stuff that you said where you want to like go outside your comfort zone a little and try new things. So for those of you who don't know Lindsay, you should follow her on um, social media and also know that she has programs that are really great with photography and lots of fun things. So she'll tell you more about that in a minute. But Lindsay, if you were to go back and reverse and you mm-hmm. actually were able 
to go back to the very beginning of your career, what three things do you wish you knew in the very beginning? Like if you were to go back and go, oh, if I just knew to do this or that, right? That's a big question. Um, or two things. Yeah, it's a well, I get what you're saying. It's a little hard to answer because I think like, you know, as much as like some things had hurt, it, it does make you who you are. Um, I think like number, the first thing that comes to my mind is like just, and I know people say it all the time and we hear it all the time, but it really does come down to like confidence. I wish, to be honest, if I were to think of like one thing I knew is like just to like, not that you have to fake it till you make it, but just understanding the 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 value of being confident and believing in yourself because it changes the way that you literally can do things and walk into a room. And it hundred percent doesn't mean that you aren't ready to learn. It just means that you're, you're ready. You're also ready to learn. You're also ready to be there and be present. And I think that goes a long way in our industry of what we can do. So it's just like understanding the power of confidence and believing in yourself because, um, I'll be completely honest and transparent, especially if you're a younger stylist. Unfortunately, there's a couple of things about our industry that are not amazing the way certain society might look at our industry. And, you know, as somebody that like knew I wanted to do hair, like as soon as I was like 17 or 18 years old, you know, I I remember someone being like, oh, what else are you going to do? Like it wasn't enough of an industry. And now I, you know, work one to two days behind the week, behind the chair. Like, I mean, you, this industry is so powerful and there's so many opportunities, let alone from a financial point. So it's like just to be confident in what you can do as a stylist, as well as what this industry can offer you and to not let other people to like bring that down, I think would be the key because there's a lot of people that some, some of them have this view of society of like, well, you didn't go to college and does your job have benefits? And there's just so many opportunities that you have to focus on. If you love what you're doing, that you are going to make the most of it. And there is endless opportunities for you to have everything that you need and be successful. You can work three days a week or two days a week and have a family. You can travel, you can do all these things. So I think that might be one thing that I wish I knew is like how yeah. to just own the confidence in this. I love that too, because, you know, I look back, I don't know, maybe you're the same, you know, I look back at my, all my friends from high school, right? And I go, mm-hmm. wow, like I didn't go to college. I didn't go, I didn't even, I tried, I did it, you know, one semester, but I could not do college. And I stayed in beauty school from a young age and, you know, have achieved great success and made an amazing living and, you know, yes. luckily failed forward, right? Had lots of failures and learned from them. And totally. like, like, but don't you look back at the people who that you did go to school with and maybe they went to college, but how much better are you? Not necessarily than them, but like your success level is much higher than what people maybe expected of you being a hairstylist or just going to hair school, right? Right. It's, it's I just, an amazing yeah. perception. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it, I think too, especially in the beginning, I think it's a great question because especially, especially in the beginning is... Uh, you're building your business. You you are going to have one to three years where you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make money. And it depends on where you're at. Like some salons have an amazing program that they help you stay hourly before your commission. And sometimes you're just on your own and you're like, I had one blow dry today. Like, how am I going to make a living? So that's kind of where like my, my thought process of this confidence and believing yourself is, let alone when you enter a room of people that are doing things different than you, but your work is still beautiful. So it's just to like recognize and be confident in yourself and in what the possibilities of this industry are, because you are going to have all of those things, other voices, little voices from yourself interrupt you. So it's just to help you guide you that 
if this is what you want to do and you love what you're doing, to just focus on that and not let the other things get in your way because you just have to believe in yourself first. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Don't let the opinions of others mm-hmm. get in your way, right? Yes. Yeah. And then um, that leads me to another question. So if you know, you're so great at teaching, obviously, self-esteem and business, and you've got this wonderful advice, but if you had a favorite thing to teach, like what do you love to teach newer stylists? Like, what's your favorite thing to that you really feel like, okay, this is my this is my jam. I am I am on it. This is my jam. Like, what do you love to teach and what are you passionate about? Uh, gosh, I I, it's hard to to put it in one thing. Um, I know sure. I keep saying that, but it is true. Um, I've been a stylist that's done everything behind the chair. And, you know, as you said, Lori, like I do a lot of texture. I think a huge thing of me that has brought me to where I'm at as a stylist and as artist is the finishing. So whether it's finishing natural texture or styling hair, it is the one thing that gave me very unique opportunities traveling the world, doing photo shoots, working with different teams. So teaching styling, I think is huge because one, it's what, you know, your guests always want to know how to wear their hair different. Um, and it, in, in all textures, like I specialize in all textures. So I think it's the one, you know, uh, teaching it to stylists. It's something that you teach your guests that changes their lives too. As much as I love doing hair color and I love teaching hair color, we don't really teach the hair color to our guests. We give it to them. So like when you teach styling, you teach styling to another salon professional, salon professional then can teach a guest how to wear their hair natural. And especially because I do specialize in texture, it is this very special, magical thing to you know help a guest learn how to work with their natural texture that maybe was bringing down their confidence. So on all types, but definitely texture too. So I think styling has a little bit of a sweet spot because of the opportunities and how you can pay it forward from stylist to guest. Yes, I love that. I love that. The very I, That's so funny you say that because the very first time I actually ever saw you was at New York Fashion Week. And yeah. there was a team of us. Oh, yeah. We were doing a... Uh, I think we were doing like a hair thing for... Uh, it was a benefit or a... Um, I think it was a fundraiser for someone mm-hmm. in New York City or something the same week as Fashion Week. But... And you had just done you'd done such beautiful work. I might even have pictures in my camera oh. thirty thousand photos ago. I'm sure, right? But, yeah. Um, but when you are um, when you're teaching your uh, maybe your associates or your assistants or your new your new ones, how mm-hmm. um, do you what like what do you feel like is one of the most um, or two of the most uh, beneficial things. What do you love to see the light bulb go off of in them? I well, I would definitely have to say working on natural texture, and because you know, to be honest, I've always worked on natural texture, um, but I really also took the time myself the last few years to make sure I knew how to work on all textures. Mm-hmm. And the reality is still, and it's getting better, but most cosmetology schools are don't even teach how to use a diffuser. So the light bulbs, like I feel like because I teach so much natural texture and unfortunately it's a a type of hair that doesn't get as much, it's changing. It is changing. And thankful to all the salon professionals that have invested in natural texture education because I've always taught color and styling and texture and like 99% of my bookings are now just on texture. And this is a good thing because that means more styles are taking the time to invest in a texture class versus just a balayage class. So to be the one to like, I, I'm so happy that I get to share it with my associates because I wish I was, I had that when I was an associate. I wish I knew as much as I 
can share to them now at such a young point. Like I'm 18 years in and it's like, I get to teach them like they're, they're knowing how to diffuse wavy, curly and coily hair. And so many people don't have that so fast in their industry. Hmm. So like to see those light bulbs of like them build their confidence on all textures, I think is huge. Awesome. I love that. Gosh, so lucky. Um, I know that you offer a lot of free education online. I know there are videos on redkin.com and L'Oreal Access mm-hmm. for people who do want to connect with you. And I'm probably on your Instagram too, I can imagine. Um, but um, when you look back at the people who influenced you, I mean, you're, you are part of the Samvia ambassador team and you are a lead educator with Redkin and for the exchange. But when you look back at people that helped you kind of help push you up, who are those people that influenced you in your life? Like, where, who is it that like really helped? Like, okay, Lindsay, here you go. You know, uh, it's a it's a really long list, um, okay. and I will say, not always just hairstyles. Like, I um, I'm very grateful. Like, one of the very first shoots I did by myself, like a like a strong independent shoot, the photographer Nico Olive and the makeup artist James Vincent. And I, to this day, have this incredible connection because that shoot was so life-changing. And it's like they helped me uh, on that aspect of like bringing a collection to life. Uh, Chris Sorby is a huge mentor of mine. She pushed me in a lot of different ways. One, to encourage me to enter competitions like Naha and L'Oreal Color and Style Trophy, which completely opened up all these incredible opportunities. Um, Anna my photographer that we run our program with right now, she's a photographer. I met her through, I did a program called Hair Mastered, a photography class program. And she inspires me because I wouldn't be able to do like the the workshops without having the partner that she does the photos and I do the the class. And it's just to bring everything to life and to see how, and this is why it's so important as a young stylist to get involved in many things as you possibly can, make them yourself, make a team, do test shoots, whatever it might be, because the the amount of people that will inspire you is, is insane. So Redkin and Sambia, huge part. Like I wouldn't be able to do my own workshops if I didn't have the background of the facilitation skills and education. Sherry Doss, I mean, Suzanne Stern, like the list is endless. Gita Pallarito that made me a, the educator I am right now to help me do all of the other things. Awesome. I love that. That's great. I, I, you're just you're just such a great influence. And I'm so, so grateful you took the time today to um, kind of come on our show and talk to the newer hairstylists who might see this and, and any other veterans too. I mean, there's I think there's a lot of veterans that just get to the point and they're like, man, I got to change something. I got to do absolutely. something different, you know? And, and refreshing. Refreshing a career is not easy if people maybe left for a while and now they're coming back, right? And um, I really appreciate all of your wisdom and your um, fun hairstyling techniques that you teach. And I just, I always look forward to seeing you anyway. And of course, anytime I never get a chance to work along with you, I'm always going to jump on that train. So (laughs) absolutely. Well, I appreciate the time and, you know, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're two years in or 20 years in or 30 years in. I think the, you know, this industry is beautiful and there is so much that we can learn from each other and help each other. And I definitely would not be where I'm at today. Yes. you, You have to put the work in. You have to do, make all the mistakes. I spent a lot of time, a lot of money, made a lot of mistakes, but I definitely wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't know the people that I did know. And some of it comes from like you reaching out and asking them, which I hope people do. Like, I hope that, you know, if somebody had a question and they weren't sure where to go, and I know this is what you're doing too, that, you know, send me a message. Like if I don't have the right solution, I'll do my best to help guide you to point to the direction 
of the right person because I wouldn't know the photographers and the makeup artists and the other stylists I know today if I didn't have the mentors that helped me. But sometimes it takes a little bit of both. So don't, you know, I would say the other thing advice is like, just don't try not to be too shy. You know, the great thing about the digital world is you can just send a DM. You know, if you, it's not like you have to walk up to me at a party, although I would love that too. I love meeting people in person, but send me a DM and I'm happy to help along the way. And I'm sure you are as well. And, you know, at this point, you know, all I want to do is help as many stylists. So maybe I can speed up their success and uh, learn from my mistakes. Exactly. I love that. Thank you so much. You're such a a, a ball of influence and light. I just love it. So, um, I hope you have an amazing day and whatever you have planned the rest of the day, I'm sure it's going to be great. But um, And I appreciate your time on this today. And if you guys so, want to um, ever contact Lindsay, her, Lindsay Olson is her Instagram. Now your Instagram is at Lindsay, Lindsay Marie Olson. Yeah, it's lindsay.marie.olson. Okay. So, there. And I'll um, put it, I'll put it in um, probably the intro or something later. I'll put your um, title and, and how they can reach you. So yeah. Right. And thanks again for everything today. I know that you and I have the same, even though we we don't spend a lot of time talking and we're not really in the same part of the country or circles. I think you and I have the same kind of um, uh, philosophy of what we do, I think, in our lives yeah. anyway. But And um, I'd love to maybe do an encore. I, I, maybe even have you back for another episode. I know that you are super into it, like health oriented and taking care of mm-hmm. yourself while you're working hard. You're also taking really good care of yourself, which is key for being yeah. in this industry, right? Because we're so physical and mental and everything. Yeah, and- I'm not a fan of the memes that say a hairstylist launches a Tic Tac and eight cups of coffee. I, you know, the, another mission of mine is to show that this industry, you can be healthy and it's not about a way you look, it's a lifestyle. It's about being healthy. It's about taking breaks. It's about booking yourself that you can, you can feel good. You can create quality of work. You don't need to book yourself so fast and put yourself always to the end of the day and just eat all your food at the end of the day. I'm not a fan of that. And I know, trust me, I have busy days and it is hard to eat right. But I think, you know, as service providers in an industry that is so beautiful and is helping people feel good about themselves, you also need to take care of yourself and feel good too. And there's ways to do that. So um, it's another Mm -hmm. big of mine. So... Yeah, I see when you're traveling, you make your you make your meals before you go and you take them with you on your yes. on your trips and on your yeah. travel. And I'm like, wow, that's so good. I used to be so self-conscious so about it. I love it. No, it's so inspiring because when I get ready to if I have to go on a plane to go teach a class, I think, okay, should I take my snacks with me? Should I bring my healthy stuff? And yes. so figuring it out. And you do that. Like you're really, really a good influence for health. So I would love to do another episode because hairdressers, you know, we beat our bodies up and we beat our, you know, we have to take care of ourselves and you're a great example of that. So maybe that would be another subject that we'll get together on and Thank you so much for bringing that up. Because like when I said, I used to get self-conscious. I was like, are people going to think it's so weird that I'm literally carrying my food out? But what I've learned is like the more that like I've put it out there is one, thank you. There are people like yourselves that say that it actually helps them. And a lot of people don't know, like especially if you don't travel as much as I do, what you can do and how it helps set the schedule up. So as somebody that travels all the time, it's like, I know what you can do and what you can bring on a plane and how much time it saves you money. And like you can stay eating what you want to eat. And I had to stop thinking about, are people going to think this is gross or weird that I carry on my food to everywhere I go? But it's it's been really helpful. So thank you so much for bringing that up, that it does it is a positive thing. It is so positive. You are a great influence for hairdressers. And you should never feel 
like (laughs) put that out because that's that's the real authentic you, right? And you are you are you're very healthy, and it's very obvious. And you work out, and you take care of your body, and that's really a huge thing when it comes to you know after doing here for thirty years, I didn't have Mm -hmm. my Pilates and my chiropractor and my you know healthier side of life. I'm not perfect, but oh my gosh, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do what I do. And people, I don't think also, you know, a lot of people have no idea how hard this industry can be on your body and like how much pain it can be from your toes all the way up to your, you know, the your, your head, obviously, you know, so um, it is, you know, it's up to us to help like maybe like enlighten and share some things that help because this, it is not, it is a high labor job, even though some people might not think that they're like, oh, it's just doing hair. It's never just doing hair, people. Never. That's right. We'll call that this episode. It's not just doing hair. All right. That's super cute. That's great. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, thanks a million. I won't take any more of your time. And I appreciate you. We'll we'll stay in touch, I'm sure, on social media. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Happy to be a part of anything. So thank you for bringing this out there to the industry because they need it. So yes. good job. Yes. We love to help the newbies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Lindsay. Talk to you soon. Yeah.